You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. My Mac Podcast 416. I like turtles. You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Hi everybody and welcome to the MyMac Podcast 416. Liking turtles, well, it's not obligatory. Um, hi Guy. <laughs> hi Guy, how are you? I guess. <laughs> oh, oh, it's a different, it's a different kind of day for us, I think. It's a completely different kind of day and time and everything. And um, yeah, yeah we, we might have to put a little bit of an explanation out there to the, to the people um, because this might come out sooner than uh, it does normally. I don't know quite how we're going to play that one. Uh, yeah, I think it, it is going to come out uh, a couple of days earlier, as a matter of fact. Uh, in essence, um, you know, I could go into too much. I already talked to Gaz about it. I don't want to go too much into detail. Uh, but we, we typically record on a Tuesday night at around 5 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time, and I think it's 10 p.m. British Summertime. Yeah, some yeah. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. At, th- at this point in time, yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's as it turns out, the, the problem is on my end because um, the nature of my job of you know that makes it so that I, I I can't be home at five p.m. exactly to do the show and, and any of the prep work that we that we normally have to do. So we're changing it to recording at either I'm guessing either either Saturday or Sunday, depending on what's best for both of us, which means the show, uh, depending on Tim's schedule, uh, will probably be out on Tuesdays once I, you know, because after I finish recording it and editing it, uh, I, I give it a listen through all the way to make sure that there's no problems. You know, plus, of course, I like to hear the sound of my own voice and um <laughs> No, you like to hear the sound of my voice. Ah, right, right, right. Your voice. That's, that's what I like right. to listen to. That's right. <laughs> so, You've forgotten, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, uh, it's 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 uh it's a problem I have. For, it's forgetting things. Like like what am I doing right now? I don't know. <laughs> I need more coffee. That's what I need. Uh. So we are currently recording this show on Sunday evening. Actually, um, but it's still yeah. Sunday morning for me. Well, it's Sunday morning for you. It's, it's Sunday early evening. Well, it's, I suppose I could say it's really still afternoon. <laughs> but yeah. that could change. But the listeners don't care about that. No, they, they, I was just going to say. Want, they just want their show once a week. <laughs> it's like they give a crap about what time we actually record the show. <laughs> yeah, it's not like they come and listen. No, no, not at all. <laughs> or like us on Facebook. Oh, no, no, I'm not going to go there uh, No, wait. Wait. Nice. <laughs> wait for it. <laughs> um, but now, one thing now, I did find. Is, yeah, I was just going to ask you, guy. You've, you've, it, it, were you going to go onto this link that you put into the show notes? Yeah, yeah, real, real quick. Um, now everybody, of course, who's been a relative, you know, short time or even long time Mac user knows about uh, the Mac World Expo, which is held in San Francisco, typically January, February of each year, and has been going on. Oh God, since '85, I think. Well, there was another Mac show that I was not aware of, and somebody sent me a link to this. It's called the Mac Expo 
And for 2012, I don't know how many years this has been going on. Uh, 19 years. 19 years is what, according to what it says here, has been going on. And uh, this year, it's at the Petaluma Community Center in Petaluma, California. And they have some, they have some major uh, sponsors, Parallels and Smile and, and ScanSnap. And it's going to be apparently on Saturday, October 6th, 2012, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Petaluma Community Center. And I would love to check this out. But I, I don't know if I'm going to fly all the way out to California for a, a, a one-day expo. I was going to say, I, I, I don't think that this is the sort of uh, quite on the same comparison as the Macworld Expo. Um, but uh, yeah, it looks like it's uh, if you're in the area, certainly be something if you're if you're a Mac or Apple fan uh, worth you know taking a visit. Yeah, and, and they have some good speakers: uh, Chris Breen, Adam Christensen, uh, Jeff Gamut. Kelly Gumult, uh, I don't know who this is, Florence Ion, uh, Gene McDonald, Mickey Mantle. Mickey Mantle? I thought he played baseball and has been dead for many years. I thought, you said, Mi- I thought you said Mickey Mantle then. No, Mickey Mantle. I don't know who he is either. He, oh, he's the founder, president, and CEO of San Francisco Bay Area-based Wonderful. Okay, well, that explains that. Well, Allison's on there as well on the list. Allison Sheridan. I was getting to her. Uh, Bert Monroy. I'm sorry. sorry. Tom Negrino. Susan Oaks. uh, Carrie Rigo. Ronnie Roach. Allison Sheridan. And she's doing her blindfolded presentation. Uh, Dory Smith. Derek Story. You know, I mean, there's there's some, some big names there. That's cool. You know, it doesn't have, you know, the, the, the kind of recognition that you would get if you would say that, you know, oh, I don't know, Guy Searle is going to present. Yeah, at, I mean, if it'd be at the sold, out. Expos, it'd be sold oh, yeah. out already. Yeah. Yeah, lines if, around the block, people throwing well, themselves off buildings because they couldn't get a ticket. Yeah, I, I think actually, if it's the, what did you say it was, the Petaluma Community Petaluma Center? Community Center, yeah. I, if you were going there, I'd just hope the roof was high enough. Yeah, yeah, they, they'd have to move it to the L.A. Coliseum, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So what have you been up to, Gaz? Not a great deal. Um, as we are recording on the Sunday, there's been a, a much shorter period between uh, our, our recording. And obviously, I'm still going through the weekend. But to be perfectly honest with you, the Olympics has been what's taking up our time. We we have been oh, yeah. totally enthralled with it. We've been watching uh as much as we can, and everybody you talk to in the in the UK, or certainly in Great Britain and the UK, so it's the Great Britain and Ireland, which is the team that we represent, have been loving it. Um, you know, the naysayers before the games seem to have disappeared into their little holes for the time being because they'll wait until after. Well, they can wait until after, but I'll tell you what, they, they ah, won't spoil oh, it. Oh, it was so expensive. They, <laughs> won't, they won't spoil it because it's been absolutely brilliant. Everybody's been loving it. And basically, I've been using the iPad to pretty much watch uh, a lot of the BBC coverage and going onto the BBC website, Olympic web- website, and checking out, um, um, well, all the stuff that's been going on. And, you know, every moment that we've had available to us, we've pretty much watched lots of different uh, activities, lots of different sports, and uh, it's been great, absolutely great so uh, really on my mac not a great deal but on the ipad uh, in connection with the olympics tons of stuff now you know i've i've been watching quite a bit of the olympics mm. too and of course the problem is um uh, nbc has the the rights to show the olympics here in the u.s okay. and 
you know, I guess not completely unsurprising. Um, they they have a tendency to focus on events that the Americans are either doing well in or getting ready to meddle in and all the rest of that. And the thing that really makes me crazy is at the end of the broadcast day, they have the medal count. He goes, oh, the United States has gotten ahead of China in the medal count. And I'm like, good God, you know, what effing difference does it make? You know, I mean, and, well, instead, and instead of showing things like, okay, well, here's the... The, uh, the the U.S. Olympic basketball team, which is made up of all of you know NBA All-Stars. And look, they're playing Lithuania and beating them by 16 billion points. It's like, really? Okay, you're going to show us that entire game. A really boring basketball game between NBA <laughs> All-Stars and, for the most part, guys that are talented amateurs. I've got to say, I've got to say that the BBC was a little bit guilty of that, certainly in the UK, in the first week. But it's, it, they have got a lot better at showing different sports. And you do have the availability by pressing the red button over here. If you've got a TV screen, uh, you can press a red button, which takes you to a digital channel where you can choose any number of different sports. Um, and there, you know... I mean, we're we're hosting it, so they're going yeah. to emphasise a lot of the British um, British well, that's, Olympians. That's fine. But I mean, they have been showing quite a lot of, of different sports as well. It's been quite good, and uh, yeah, it, I, I've enjoyed it. But yeah, they they were guilty possibly of that a bit more in in the first week than they certainly have been in the second week. Well, I mean, but it, it's more understandable with, with, you know, the UK being the host nation. And uh, speaking of that, I have to say that the facilities that I have seen. Uh, while watching the Olympics, first rate. I think the UK has done an, an unbelievably great job of putting on these Olympics. Yeah, I think uh, kudos out to um, the organisers, definitely. And a, a big kudos out, I think, and I'm hearing this a lot, to all of those volunteers that basically, you know, pretty much took two weeks holiday out and uh, are pretty much unpaid people. that And loads of... of People are saying that they have, you know, made the games. They've always had a smile on their face, been welcoming, and um, it sounds like they've been absolutely terrific. So, uh, yeah, kudos, kudos, yeah, well done, us. That's what I yeah, say. They, they should have gotten some of the uh, the internet trolls to to like help out. <laughs> you know, it's like, where are you going? The swimming pool? Okay, see that sign that says wrestling? That's the way you have to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go that way. Go that way. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah okay uh, go on so, you was gonna say something sorry oh no that that was basically it just that that i think um uh more so than than the last few olympics that that the uk has has obviously put their best foot forward and have done just a, a terrific job in hosting well, I think, the olympics I, yeah i think china did a, a pretty good job and i think athens did a pretty good job as well but the problem with um certainly with both of those, I'm I'm hearing lots of bad things about the facilities afterwards, in so much as they're not being used. And you know, it's a it's a legacy project to make sure that you you know those legacies don't get get moved on and do get used. And uh, I, I was looking at some images of some of the um, Olympic um, uh, events and the uh, the, the Olympic uh, buildings in in Athens, and it, it's such a shame because they're you know pretty much being left to rack and ruin, and that's you know that's such a shame to spend all that money and then kind of leave it like that and waste waste that great advantage that you've given yourself. Yeah, I mean they there's well you know what we're not let's not 
<laughs> no, Let's that's a whole other show. There's, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's an Olympic show for the spotlight, stoplight even. That's the first time I've ever done that, you know. <laughs> that's the first time I've ever done that. There's a show for the Stoplight Network, an Olympic show. There you go. If, if anybody's fancies doing an Olympic show, contact Tim, and I'll tell you what, I know that we're at the end of the Olympics, but, you know. That's it, you yeah, maybe a little late. <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can swing it out for four years, and then it'll be massive. By the time it comes to the next one in Brazil, there you go. Yeah, you just yeah, get, you, you get your listener build up for four years, and then bang, hit them in Rio. Yeah, there's 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 no pod fade possible with that. I mean, a four year build up. <laughs> go anyway. go from go from having five listeners to forty five million in in like the space of two weeks. <laughs> Ramp it up, baby! Ramp it up. Yeah, I think we best move on. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the MyMac.com recent articles. Remember that, that you can help the MyMac.com website as well as the Stoplight Network by clicking on the Amazon affiliate link at the top right of the MyMac website. It's also on the Stoplight Network website. doesn't cost you anything, and it helps to pay for the podcast. And, and as a matter of fact, uh, I got an email from uh, Fearless Leader Tim and he sent me a link to uh, a new site that he's creating for the for the podcast for our podcast. Ooh! And and did he send you that link? Yeah, he did. Okay, <laughs> he did. Ooh, big news! Oh, but I already knew it. Uh-uh. <laughs> I was trying yeah, to pick it up, and then you asked me oh, the okay. question, and I couldn't uh, really, you know, I didn't want to oh, lie. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's let's not say what it is right now, though. It isn't that hard to figure out. Uh, and, until it's actually complete, I haven't checked it in the last couple of days or so. Uh, but if if you know, once that's complete, we'll start talking about that on the show as well. Excellent. Uh, uh, why don't you take that first one there, Gaz? Okay, an average user. Now, average has a little asterisk next to it, and an explanation at the bottom of this particular article from John Nemoroski. So, this is an average user upgrades to Mountain Lion. Um, I'm not what you'd call a power user of my MacBook. But I'm always intrigued by the new bells and whistles when there's an upgrade to the operating system. Journalists David Pogue and Ed Mendelssohn raved about Mountain Lion and someone, I can't recall who, said one didn't need to wait for any bugs to be removed from OS 10.8. So I decided to purchase it almost right away. And John's written quite a lengthy article about his experiences with Mountain Lion, and it, it's worth a read. So, uh, yeah, an average user upgrade by Mountain uh, to Mountain Lion. Um, that's a user report from John Nemo. Yeah, I actually got a call from one of my neighbors. Uh, it was last night, and it was it was like almost ten o'clock, and it kind of surprised me because I mean, uh, the neighbors obviously have our our home telephone number. We're still one of those weirdos that have a landline. And uh, but this call came in on my cell phone, and at first I didn't recognize it because she had called me from her cell phone. It was like, well, who the hell is calling me at you know ten o'clock at night? And it was my neighbor asking that she had a, a friend in Montana. Now, this listen how convoluted this is. A friend in Montana that is a new Mac user and had put out something asking if it was worth it to update to Mountain Lion from Snow Leopard. And, of course, my neighbor, being her friend, decided that she should certainly call me at 10 o'clock at night 
to ask me my opinion on upgrading from snow leopard to mountain lion. And as all this is going through my head, I'm like, what? What? Uh, uh, I'm the expert at 10 o'clock at night. I must be the expert. At, you know, nobody the, else is around. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I was just going to say. You're the expert because you're the only person that's available. Yeah, the only one that's still up. Yeah, try calling David Pogue at ten o'clock at night. See how far you get. All right. Yeah. You know, but I'm I'm on duty, baby. Uh, but you know, to cut a long story. You know, even longer. Um, I basically told her, yeah, you know, if her machine can run Mountain Lion, that uh, it's a it's a definite you know step up in a good direction to go to Mountain Lion, especially from Snow Leopard. I wish I could go to Mountain Lion, but I'm not going to go off on that rant again. No, there's another rant. Please take the next article. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Fishing is much easier when you can see the fish by Mike Breed. Uh, an AquaView, and that's A-Q-U-A-V-U camera, is a video monitor connected to a cable that ranges from 50 to 80 feet in length, at the end of which is a video camera disguised as a sunfish. Now, drink that in for a minute. <laughs> This allows anglers to uh, directly observe fish, aquatic vegetation, and structure that lie underneath their boats. It's a neat setup, and from time to time, large fish will actually attack the camera, mistaking it for an easy meal. A built-in LED lighting system allows anglers to see for several feet, even in murky water conditions. Read the article to see if this is cheating or not. So what well, do you think about that, Gaz? Well, I think it is cheating. But there again, I'd probably go go home with no catch as well. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I would even use it to go fishing. I would just like put it all the way down there and antagonize the other fish with it. <laughs> you know, it'd be like, be like, okay, I'm I'm bumping you. I'm bumping you. Yeah, it's quite an interesting read there. So uh, not really very much Mac in there, but it's worth a read. Worth no, a read. no. And it okay. says a lot about us, but go it, ahead. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> okay, the house that went on strike. Uh, this is an iOS app bit book review from Mark Greentree. What happens and what would you do if your house went on strike and turned on you? Jumping oh. pages, yeah, jumping pages, developers of interactive books for the iPad have delivered a spectacular book that deals with these very issues. The story is delivered in a visually stunning presentation with a rhythmic feel. It is witty and unique, and it's, tale, it's a tale of a house gone mad, thanks to the family living within. Read the review just to see why Mark gives it a MyMac.com rating of 10 out of 10. Yeah, I think um, if this if the house I live in was alive, it would have gone on strike years ago. It would have left. It would have left you. <laughs> That's right. They would have said, "You guys suck." I'm leaving. Okay, so what's this from Twitter? Um, well, there was apparently over the last couple of weeks there was a massive Twitter password breakdown, and a good friend of the show whose name I won't mention was one of those affected. Uh, it, it was done seemingly to mostly put out, uh, you know, to spam out these crap links yeah and every time i get one of those links i at this point it's so obvious i don't even i don't even click on the link to find out whether or not it's crap i just go mm -hmm. ahead and report whoever the the person is on face on facebook on twitter um as it turns out it was 
Uh, oh, uh, but I don't know why I have this under. Oh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yeah, uh, well, well let's, let's, the- let's, let's, let's just go back to, yeah, I, I've actually had that happen to me where, where someone who I knew actually sent me a link, which was a crap link. Now, I kind of noticed that fact straight away because they sent it out as a DM to me. And I thought, I never, ever speak to this person as a DM on Twitter. And so right. I then basically returned them and said, you, did you really want to send me this link? You know, I think you might have been hacked, and it, it turned out that they have been. So, well, yeah. that's kind of that's kind of what happened with the person that that I'm I'm talking about. Uh, I sent him a message saying, you know, uh, did you did you really want to send this? And he came back and explained that he'd been hacked and he was working to dehackify his account. Yeah. He or she, of course. He. Yeah, he, I'm sorry. He or <laughs> she. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Okay. okay. Well, yeah. Well, I, I, I just uh, I just eliminated I just eliminated half the human population. So now it's up to everybody else. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Brilliant! <laughs> oh, good God! And yes, as um, you said, you were going to go on. It turns out that it wasn't Tom. Apparently. Yeah, who, who, who asked are. about AirPrint. Mm. <laughs> and I have no idea now who it was. But thank you anyway. Yeah, great. Thanks. Thanks. No, really, <laughs> thanks. Thanks, whoever it yeah. was. And sometimes, um, I must admit, sometimes I, I miss out on, you know, people who sent me something. I, I kind of log it in my mind and then forget to make a note, especially on Twitter, because so much comes through on Twitter. So, yeah. Okay. All right, Facebook. So, well, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, no, you've written here, no feedback from Facebook, there, but there is apparently an obvious breach in my Mac protocol. So That's right. I'm, I'm not quite sure what's going we'll, on there. Well, we'll, we'll come back to that later. <laughs> later on in the show. Okay, okay. Now, uh, I've got, now what's, I've got, this, what's this phobia word of the day? Well, it's Russophobia or Russophobia. So, or Russophobia. Okay, that, so you could say this very many different ways. Russophobia, Russophobia. Um, yeah, that'll, that'll, that'll do it. So what do you think? Okay, it's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be one of three things. Uh, one of three fear things. of people. F- yes. Fear of people that rush around too much, uh, <laughs> a fear, a fear of Russia or a fear of people named Russell. <laughs> Did I get it? You have in one of those three answers got the right answer guy. Uh, it's gotta be the one fear of people named Russell. <laughs> well, I've actually written on there, haven't I, that I had this for a short while. Did you see that? So below? you were afraid of people named Russell? N- no guy. No, no, guy. no, no. no. Oh. I was actually um, during this last few days. I was thinking it would be a real shame if Great Britain came fourth when we were talking about where Britain or where countries come in the list of medals, I thought, oh, yeah. it would be nice to come third in the medal table. And Russia were creeping up bit by bit. And every time a Russian uh. was in the final, I was going, anybody else, beat him, anybody else, anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a bit of, a bit of Russia-phobia for a little while there, but it's all right, I'm over it now. <laughs> I'm such a genius. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I... I, I actually got it this week. Amazing. You did. That is, and that I didn't look is, it up. And I gave you a fanfare there as well for that because yeah, I, you although did. I do like the um, people, a fear of people rushing about. I think I prefer that one, to be honest with you. <laughs> I like the one with fear of people named Russell. I was like, oh, glad to meet you. How are you today? And what's your name again? Russell. Ah! 
and off they go running away. <laughs> okay, uh, tech news of the weird, which isn't really quite so weird, but it's just a little bit unusual, I suppose. Uh, yesterday, apparently, was um, Apple's 25-year birthday or anniversary of Apple's HyperCard, I should say, really. So, uh, yeah, now, I don't really know what HyperCard is, but there's an article over at TUAW, and it, it goes on for, you know, well, four or five, perhaps six paragraphs talking about HyperCard, and... Um, it, it. I do hear quite a lot from long-time Apple users, you know, yeah. reminiscing <laughs> about HyperCard. So uh, go over and take a look at uh, TUAW's um, little little write-up on on HyperCard, and it's got several little links in there as well. And um, yeah, twenty-five years old yesterday it was, which was Saturday the eleventh of um, August. Yeah, nineteen eighty-seven. And the thing that I find really funny about this. <laughs> is they've got this in here. Announced at the same time, the ImageWriter LQ, which was a printer, <laughs> the Apple Fax modem, which I'm guessing was, uh, let's see, 1987, that had to have been like a either a 2400 or a 4800 baud modem, yeah. and MultiFinder, which actually lets you um, open, like, whoa, and, and two programs at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> wow and, pe- and people query whether whether the ipads are computer these days yeah <laughs> <laughs> just go uh, back yeah. just go back a little while folks well hypercard hypercard the, the all you heard about when hypercard first came out was oh check out my stacks check out my stacks people would would put together i mean basically think of it as uh, a layer of of different index cards Right. But those index cards could go off in different directions as compared to just like your your, your typical little, you know, flippy index card thing. And okay. that was basically all HyperCard was. And you could do some interesting things with it. Um, you could do animation and, and, you know, some things like that. But for the for the uh, it was big for a couple of years, kind of like Dashboard. Whatever happened to Dashboard? Uh, Dashboard HyperCard was big for a few about. years and then kind of went away. About. Well, it's still there. Um, actually, this is a, that's a good topic for another day. So, well, let's there not. you go. We'll put that in dashboard. We'll talk all about dashboard. Yeah, good idea. Good idea. <laughs> yeah, eventually. Eventually. Okay. So, eventually. Shall, shall Welcome we to mymac.com podcast number six hundred. <laughs> what dashboard? And, yeah, dashboard. What was dashboard? Yeah. <laughs> what was um, that? <laughs> okay, I think we ought to uh, cut this break. Yeah, get us get us out of here. Okay, stand by to stand by because we'll be right back that's not tom if you're a technology fan make sure you check out tech fan hosted by me tim robertson and me david cohen we're all about technology. We like to geek out on pretty much anything. If it's technical, if it's a gadget, if it's the movie or the music industry, you name it, we're talking about it. And you know, David, unfortunately, unlike most other great podcasts, we don't really plan out our shows. It's more of a stream of thought thing. <laughs> yeah. For better or for worse, you listen to it and you be the judge. You know, a good example of that, David, would be this ad because we didn't plan for this. What did you say? What do I say? I don't know. What, is it your turn or is it my turn to talk now? I lost track. I did too. But you know, you won't lose track if you listen to Tech Fan, part of the Stoplight Network of Podcasts. 
listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast probably won't cure male pattern baldness, but can you afford to take that chance? And welcome back to the MyMac.com podcast. Okay, Gaz didn't do anything that time. We actually got we actually got through the opening of the second break. Yay! <laughs> sorry, guy. I'm, you know, no, don't be it, sorry. It makes me kidding? laugh as well as making you laugh, so that's fine. People are listening, thinking, "What are they going on about? What are they going on about?" We really need to record those those outtakes. We we really do. We have we have we have a lot of fun uh, in between the breaks of the show, and uh, sometimes I put it at I I put it at the end. Uh, Most of the times, not because you guys would get tired of it after a while. But we 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 enjoy it every single time (laughs) because we're big Uh, kids. We're big kids. We are big kids. You know, it's funny. This this woman I work with calls me the world's oldest five year old, <laughs> and I, I was like, I I just can't disagree with her. You, you just you she just says, sit everything there, you, know, you do. Yeah, you, and you sit there while you're writing away while she's talking to you, and you, you just you, your head's just nodding, isn't it? And yep, that's right. Yep, that's me. World's oldest five year old. <clears throat> uh, okay, guy. Now speak, you pop you pop something into uh, this second break, which uh, well, go for it. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, part of the problem that I think we've been having lately, at least that I've been having, is that my line installation seems to be really, really slow. And I'm starting to think that part of it may be because I have migrated this OS that I use on this computer, I'm guessing since about 10.4, and I just keep rolling it over. So I went 10.4 to 10.5 to 10.6, and now on 10.7. Without clearing out all of the, the the cruft and garbage that you have a tendency to build up if you're a long time, you know, no matter what OS you're on. So I what I want I have you know, of course this this Mac Pro, and I had a separate disc that uh, had Snow Leopard on it. That originally when Lion came out, we were using to record the podcast because all the tools we used at the time required. Snow Leopard, or I should say, actually, wouldn't run under Lion would be a, a better explanation <laughs> yeah, uh, of it. Yes, a much more accurate statement. <laughs> yeah, but but since finding uh, the Skype call recorder app, you know, I haven't really used it, and so I decided to. Well, let me go ahead and I'll just wipe that clean because there really wasn't anything on it, and I'll put on a, a fresh install of Lion, and you know, little by little put on the apps that I've gotten from the Mac app store and some of the utilities that I use like, you know, uh, total finder. And, uh, there's one I use, what's the one I use to go across, have the menu bar across. Well, it doesn't matter. Multiple screens. I'll, I'll figure yeah, that the, out. Yeah. Another day. Yeah. And so, you know, the, the, the old trick is you, you go into the, the Mac app store, you download the installer, but you don't install it. And you take a, a USB stick, plug it into your computer, and then using the restore command under disk utility, basically use that stick to create a bootable uh, installer. Well, that doesn't work anymore for some reason, and I didn't know that. And I probably should have because uh, the when I was originally going to do this, I had a four gigabyte USB stick because my kids grabbed the eight gigabyte one I'd used originally and have used that for something else. So my the eight gigabyte stick that I had this the line installer on from you know a long long time ago, that's all gone. 
So I, I tried using a four gigabyte stick and it wasn't big enough. So I had to go to the store and get another USB stick, a bigger USB stick. And I was listening to um, a, a great podcast, the Mac Geek Gab with uh, Dave and John. And or is it John and Dave? Somehow, John and Dave, Dave and John. You know, <laughs> Sorry, Paul, that's a, that's a, George that's a, and that's Ringo. A, that's a joke that I have because I've often sent them a few notes and I said, I anyway, move on. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, at some point in their latest show, they mentioned that 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 oh. trick – of of putting the install ESD DMG to a USB stick no longer works. Yep. Uh-huh. And pretty much sure enough, when I got home and I had a, a 16 gigabyte USB stick, I tried to do it, didn't work. But uh, Dave and John to the rescue, they had found a utility that but made it work, and it's called could, Lion Disk Maker. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, bad form, Apple. Bad form because there's a yeah. there's a lot of people that can't re-download four or five gigabytes, whatever it is, on different machines. You know, they might be restricted. I think that's bad that, bad form, Apple. Bad form, I think. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Fortunately, it, it, there is, there is a solution. And it it's from this guy, and I I know I'm gonna screw this name up. Uh, I think he's French, or at least it's a French name. Uh, Guilla Goulême Jeté. <laughs> Thank I you. I would pronounce oh, it Goulême Jeté. Now right, that could well, be totally I'll, I'll wrong, ta- uh, but, but take yeah. that as, take, take that as a go, and then it's my fault if it's wrong. Well, it, it's Goulême Jeté, but it's pronounced throat wobbler mangrove. <laughs> 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 Old Monty Python bit. <laughs> Oh dear! I don't know we, where that came we from. I am a so, five-year-old. I we am were a doing five-year-old. so well up to that point. Yeah, <sighs> I know. That's okay. That's all right. Okay. But Moving the on. name of the program we... that, that he's created is called Lion Disc Maker, and apparently it also works with Mountain Lion. And it can be found at, uh, well, you know, I'm not even going to say it because I'm going to have, it's number one, it's going to be in the show notes. But if you Google Lion Disc Maker, you'll find it as well. Uh, and it's donationware, so it's completely free. But I sent him uh, $10 through PayPal as a way to say thanks. And Good apparently man. I'm giving him lots of free publicity on our show as well. So if you need to make either a lion or a mountain lion uh, boot disc in order to install or disc utilities or for whatever reason. Because, I mean, there's multiple uses that you could use something for this for. Um, get this utility line disc maker, get it on a, a little USB stick. And it's a great little diagnostic tool as well. Yeah. I, I, I really, I'm still actually not fuming, but still rather surprised at Apple. I mean, it, they've got to remember that they can't, it, you know, they might be living in their ivory towers up there at Cupertino with <laughs> fantastic download width and no restrictions on bandwidth. And, you know, yeah, five, um, five terabytes speed. a second. <clears throat> Yeah, their download and upload speeds are absolutely terrific, and they don't have to worry about it. But, you know, you move out into the sticks in almost any country in the world. It doesn't matter where you are. You know, you, you get a restriction or you get a slow you know, bandwidth, and, and you've got more than yeah. one machine. If you've just got two machines, you uh, – yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah, uh, I can see some of the people at Apple going, what? Doesn't everyone have a multi, you know – petabyte server farm in North Carolina to go to. (laughs) (sighs) Anyway, uh, the second bit here is there's, you know, the Apple Samsung trial 
patent uh, violation trials going on here in the yeah, that, U.S. Yeah, that, that suddenly turned interesting, hasn't it? Yeah, well, some of the documents or some of the information that both Apple and Samsung have had to release in relationship to this trial has is, is been very, very interesting. And I'd love... Now, you know that whenever... Especially people that are like huge Android fans talk about, well, we shipped, you know, 2 million, 3 million, 4 million tablets. Well, as it turns out, the things that we've been saying all along, which is there's well, a difference well, well, can I just, between can I just shipped and uh, sold. Can, yeah, can, yeah. I just, can I just stop you there? Um, obviously, part sure. of this trial has meant that there are papers and documents and uh, numbers of sales which have had to be released, and that's kind of what's led to uh, uh, this following line, <laughs> which is absolutely terrific. Yeah, go ahead. Well, no, you, you, I mean, you carry on. It, yeah, you, you start oh, okay. it off. Okay. I just wanted to clear the people as to why we've suddenly brought this up, and it's because <laughs> uh, it's, it's had to come out in the trial case. So, Yeah. Uh, Apple, uh, according to their documentation, sold 5.7 million tablets last quarter. Now, Samsung, who has <laughs> talked a good game about how many they've shipped, uh, apparently didn't sell out all the tablets that they had actually shipped because they only sold worldwide 37,000. Oops. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, slight difference between 5.7 million. But to be honest, but to be honest with you guys, in certain respects of any trial or any case that says, you know, they're having an impact on our sales. It could hmm. it could be uh, actually bad for Apple because someone could say, "Well, hang on a minute, they sold thirty seven thousand, and that's hitting you how Apple?" Yeah, yeah, that's very true. <laughs> but it is a bit of an indictment on Samsung sales of that product, I would say. Yeah, uh, one of the one of the other funny things, I guess it's funny, funny to me, that happened uh, over the last week is one of Samsung's lawyers. Now, Samsung's lawyers have made an absolute mess of their <laughs> presentation in this case. And I know every time I read about one of these things online, all I keep hearing, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. All I keep hearing is judge co must be being paid off by Apple, blah, blah, blah. No, it turns out the lawyers that Samsung hired are just not really good at this as compared to, I guess as well as compared to lawyers in general, as far as I can tell. Um, and it, it's gotten really bad because apparently one of their lawyers isn't even qualified to practice in the district where the trial is taking place. <laughs> I mean, yes, she is, you know, has taken the bar and is qualified to practice in California, which is where the trial is taking place. But in the district, I, I guess in order to to practice on a federal level, in the district where the trial is taking place, you do have to be qualified. And she is now qualified. But, you know, the, the, it just seems like every other day that Judge Coe is coming out going, no, Samsung, no, you can't do that. Well, they've made lots of other mistakes as well. Apparently that they, they actually mixed up their own product in, you know, it, because part of the issue is the fact that uh, they're, 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 they're kind of um, saying that the products don't look alike and that Samsung have their own design methodology. And, you know, uh, and apparently I can't remember who it was that was on stand at the time. Yeah, uh, their, head, their head engineer is named Xerox. 
Yeah, yeah, it's very good. Um, but it was an Apple executive that was on on the uh, in the uh, box at the time, and they uh, the, the the Samsung lawyers actually mixed up two of their products, calling them something something else and something else, and and the the Apple. Uh, executive actually took a, uh, a note of this and kind of said, "Yes, confusing, isn't it?" You know, as as if to say, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you do that the same to your own. You're doing it to us as well. So, uh, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, it's been it's been really great. Some of the stuff's coming out, absolutely great. Yep, and a lot of the stuff that Samsung was supposed to produce, uh, they they claim that they can't, and. Uh, like all these emails that are related to, you know, internal communications within Samsung. Well, they're claiming that their custom email service deletes emails after two weeks. Now, I I am Horse not manure. a... Yeah, I'm not a business, like, guru, but I would find that to be a very odd practice, in my opinion. And I would almost say it would border on illegal, since you, you know, I think you're required. Yes, yeah, you keep, are. Yeah. You, you've got to have you know, some sort of. You've got, you've got to have document retention and you've got to put it in process. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's rubbish, that is. Uh, you know, yeah, they'll, come it, up, they'll, they'll come up. They'll come up with specific answers, saying things like, uh, "Yeah, but this isn't important email information, which we of course do store for regulatory uh, reasons. But these emails, which are uh, are not uh, so important and key, and we we don't keep them. But that's that's rubbish. Anyway, <clears> that's rubbish. that's what I think, and I could be wrong yeah, on that, it, but." <laughs> It, it's That's it's pretty think. much looking like yeah it, it's looking like Samsung is is probably going to lose this particular trial but it, it won't really matter so much because of course they'll appeal and you know God only knows how long this whole thing is going to go on. Um, frankly, in my opinion, I think that you know Samsung should probably settle and uh, come up with a reasonable licensing fee to give to apple and you know and apple on the other hand in my opinion should not be looking for a big i think they're asking for like 25 billion in like retroactive and there was some complicated formula that they had for how they came up with 25 billion but i i you know it's like you know what just it, it's over Pretty much, you know, Google has the Android operating system looks the way it does. Yes, they've taken many, many design cues from iOS, but it's now going on three years and it really doesn't matter anymore. And you're not going to be able to bury the operating system. Yeah, unfortunately, guy, I think this is going to go on to the end on this particular case. That's going to happen. So we'll be reporting more uh, nuggets, I think, from this case in in, in the near future. But it has to be funny. Yeah, it has to be. Fun. Yeah. And I think, and it I think that all fun. was. I think all that was. Now, what's this you've put in yeah. about boot camp? Yeah, apparently there's some clues in the latest uh, release of of Apple's boot camp assistance that makes references to some new hardware, including uh, potential new iMacs and Mac Pro internal model numbers that don't yet exist. And as far as I can say, it's like, please, please, please let there be new Mac Pros, cheaper Mac Pros, because if 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 I spend $2,000 on a Mac Pro, 
I'll have to spend much more than that on a lawyer because my wife will throw me out of the house. <laughs> I, yeah, need, if you I buy, need a new computer. If you buy that uh, Mac Pro like that and it's big enough, you better live in it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I'll just keep this one bay empty and that's where I'll put my bed. You know, okay. Fit a, 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 what do you call this? Oh, never mind. I, my brain is just not working today. <laughs> a hammock. As compared to other times. Yeah, a hammock or a sleeping bag. That's what I was trying to think of. Okay. Good God. Okay. okay, now, uh, yeah, what's this question? I don't know. What's this, what's this question? <laughs> <laughs> this is from, Rather this silly, is from isn't Dorothy. It? Yeah, well, no, I am. Uh, this was a question from Dorothy Yamamoto on Twitter uh, asking about buying more iCloud storage. What are we getting? How different from uh, is it from iDisk talking about the iCloud service and there's, that there's little info from Apple? Um, I don't, I, I, there's no, as far as I can tell, nobody is making, or nobody from Apple is making direct comparisons between the iDisk services and the iCloud services. And I'm sure that Tom and, and many, many other people who are much more knowledgeable about these things than I am will chide me <laughs> on anything we're about to say before we get to the end of this break. Um, iDisk to me seem mostly to sync things between your Macs and your portable devices as far as, um, well, could you, you actually, could you uh, actually bookmarks, sync, things like, could you, yeah, but could you actually sync iDisk? You see, th there's a difference here because one of the main things you've got to ask the question is, are they talking about iDisk? The, you know, the hard drive space that you could have, the data drive that you could have, or are they talking about the mobile meet, the extra mobile meet services, which I think you're kind of airing to yeah. talk about as well, because th that's the difference. Well, they were kind Apple of bundled together. With mobile me, yes. Yeah, yeah. Whereas um, iCloud storage is, is really just iCloud storage, the extra storage that you get to enable you to have, um, you know, well, basically, more data storage. Now, on top of that, does come again the th the free options as well. Um, but well, sort of. It, it doesn't have as many features as Mobile Me. There are some parts no. in iCloud that are that were available in Mobile Me that aren't available in iCloud. Uh, iCloud is, and it's still a work in progress. That's something to remember. the The whole thing about iCloud is being able to move. Uh, documents and other kinds of information that you may have from mobile devices to your desktop and and back and forth and also mobile to mobile devices and you know it's going to take some time for Apple to kind of work out all the bugs in this and the other problem of course is it only really works with applications that are designed to take advantage of iCloud, and that's not universal yet. Now, some of most of Apple, well, actually, all of Apple's apps are set up to do it, like Pages and Numbers and Keynote and some of those. But things like um, Office to Go, uh, Office HD, which are programs in iOS, aren't really set up to take advantage of it yet. 
Yeah, I think one, uh, for me, I mean, the question is, you know, what are we getting and how different from iDisc? The biggest, the biggest difference for me is the fact that I could stick anything into iDisc. It was another hard drive, which I could view in my Finder window, whereas I don't see that same process with iCloud iCloud is a place to put documents uh, and a, a place for music to be able to stream down to your uh, iOS devices. You can't really use iCloud, as far as I'm aware, as easily as you could with iDisc to actually put, you know, uh, a zip file, for example, that you just created uh, and then, you know, pick that up from another device or store it in, in on iDisc and then, you know, pick it up again later. So I think that's the difference, uh, the biggest key difference. There is little info from Apple, um, and but I think you're right, Guy. Uh, we will see iCloud change, I think, over the coming months, especially when iOS 6 uh, appears on the scene as well. Yeah, well, we are, one thing I would love to see is at least in iCloud is you've got the documents folder on your Mac and you know people are welcome to to contact me and correct me if I'm wrong but what would be really really handy is anything any folder you created any document you created that's in that documents folder to be available through iCloud not necessarily that everything is stored in iCloud, it's still on your Mac, but you've got a way to tunnel through to it from your iOS device. And there are programs yeah. that will that will let you do that. Uh, Polcast, for example, does something like that. So it can be done. And of course, you would you would of course have to have connectivity either through Wi-Fi or 3G or 4G to be able to get access to those documents. But I think that would be huge. Yeah. And you could set up folders, not just for documents, but for things like uh, music, which I guess isn't nearly as important with the, with the, the match service that's in nope. iTunes. Nope. But, you know, I mean, just basically anything along those lines, information that, that you have programs on both your Mac and your iOS device that have similar functionality. So you can take those documents on the go. And as a matter of fact, it could even do Mac to Mac. So you've got, say, a, a, a MacBook Air, and you have 128 or a 256 gig uh, SSD drive, so you don't have that massive amounts of storage. But using iCloud, you can get access back to every single document that you have on your Mac sitting at the desk and just do whatever it is you need to do it, save it, and it would be saved back at your other devices as well. Well, let's wait and see what iCloud brings in the future. I, I, I mean, any listeners, if you've got any ideas of how you like iCloud to, to change and move on, then uh, send it in and we can uh, talk about it uh, more in the upcoming episodes. Yeah, uh, and before we go, the last thing I'd like to say, Dorothy, is that unless you are really, really hitting the, the the limits of what iCloud gives to you in storage, which I think is five gigabytes. At this point in time, I would not recommend buying any more storage until you need it because it's not cheap. It's like $100 a year to go up to, I think, 50 gigs. And there are no, much cheaper alternatives. I agree yeah, Dropbox, is I think, would be a much better alternative for most people, either Dropbox or... Uh, what's the other one? Well, it doesn't matter. Uh, Dropbox is the one. And the nice thing about Dropbox, of course, is that there are so many programs on in iOS that have hooks into it 
that you can pretty much set it up the way you. Yeah. Want let, to. Well, let's not let's not go too much on the uh, the alternatives at this point because yeah, we've, I yeah, think yeah, we've yeah, kind yeah. of done that okay. before. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Okay. So I think we should uh, move on. So I think absolutely. everyone should absolutely um, should stand by to stand by, and we'll be right back. Wait, wait, wait. I guess so. What do you really guess so? Prove your geek red. I don't need to prove myself to you. I'm the new host of the geekiest show ever. We will see about that. Don't you just hate it when droids think they have all the control and don't know their role? You know, they forget that we can turn the power off. Oh no, you can't. Oh yes, I can. Don't, please. I'll be good. That's better. Nothing worse than artificial intelligence being, well, unintelligent. Head across to iTunes and subscribe to the Geekiest Show Ever podcast, the only show truly dedicated to geekery. Hi, this is Tom Schmidt from First Tech Computer in Minneapolis and occasionally from MyMac.com, and you're listening to the MyMac.com podcast. Now, if they could just record it sometime when I'm not driving home. Oh, well. And welcome back to the third section of the MyMac podcast with the G-Men, Guy, and myself, Gaz. I hope Guy's still there. Please, yeah, Guy, please still, I'm still be there. Here. Yeah, we were having more Skype problems. Uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, we had to sign out, sign in, sign off, book out, book back in. Now, Guy. Yeah. What's next? Hmm, let me think. Hit it. Gaz's tips. Mostly. Gaz's tips. Mostly. Gaz's tips. It's time for Gaz's tip. I've got I love that. <laughs> Thank you so much, Nick. I hope you got the wordy I sent you. <laughs> oh dear. Okay, so I, I, I do, the problem I've got, Guy, is I don't know how to follow that, really. Um, <laughs> any, anyway, I will try. I will try. Um now, I'd seen this tip quite some time ago, but I, I seemingly has, have been using it a number of times fairly recently. So I thought I'd share it with you lovely listeners. Yay! Now, adding signatures to uh, a PDF or any other document that you open electronically can sometimes seem awkward or confusing. Well, preview comes to your aid. All you have to do is open the document you need to add a signature in preview. Now, at the top, you will see uh, a little icon, which is a pencil with a, uh, well, it looks like a pencil with a line uh, going from left to right. And if you've got the wording under that icon, it should say annotate. Now, if you click on that uh, annotate button, button uh, icon, another line of menu items should open below the main toolbar that you've got. And you should see what looks like an underlined S, although the line seems to cut through the bottom curve of the S. Now, there is another S on the toolbar that has a strike through the middle. And that's, of course, not the one that you want. Um, <laughs> now, the underscored S also has a reveal triangle to the right of it. Uh, so if you've got a signature stored, you can click on it 
and your cursor in the main window will then change to a pair of crosshairs. You can place the top left-hand, or you can put uh, your signature then by placing the crosshairs probably just to the right of where you want it to go, and then you click and drag, and basically you can also, once you've then um, uh, released uh, your uh, your mouse, um, you will have your signature, and you can still place it and uh, you know uh, a size accordingly. Um, guy, guy, this is where you ask a question. Guy. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, but Gaz, I don't have a storage signature in preview. Good question, guy. <laughs> My word. Um, <laughs> and, done, and, and done so well too. And done so well. <laughs> And done so well, yes. Yeah, the Oscar goes to... <laughs> the Oscar doesn't go to you on this one. Yeah, aha. <laughs> but that's where <laughs> that's where it comes easy, Guy, because in the drop-down of that reveal triangle that you've got or that you should be able to see, um, it, it, in my case, it basically has my signature already there. But actually, in my case, it will say create signature from Logitech camera. Now, of course, you may not have a Logitech camera. You may have another camera or an eyesight. Um, so it'll obviously say whatever the camera that is. Now, you grab some paper. You create your best signature. Uh, click on the create signature option. Um, and then hold your signature in front of the camera using the guidelines, which you'll see uh, on your screen. You'll see a preview of your signature, and you can ex accept the end result and save for future use. Now, you might have to do this, you know, just once or twice to say, you know, capture it. But uh, once it's focused on the actual signature, it, it you know, it's fairly easy for it to, um, uh, to pick it up, and then it will save the image uh, in the drop down. So when you need to add a signature, perhaps you've got a shortened signature or a long signature, when you click on annotate and that signature um, icon appears, it will show you the signatures that you've got um, stored and you can actually edit them from and manage them here from this uh, position also. And in your PDFs, all you have to do is then uh, just use the annotate, click on your signature, put the signature in place, hey, voila. But Gaz, I don't have a story Not signature. Now, oh, sorry. Guy. Not I'm now, sorry. <laughs> well, what I was gonna say, when when you hold it up to the camera and, and you record it, does it does it show up uh opposite, like backwards? Nope. Alright, so it it actually shows up in the, the, the right way. Yes, yes. All right, that is true. that is very very cool. It's very it's very well done, and uh, when you click that drop down, it, it you know it shows you all your different signatures that you have available, and it's got a little tick check mark next to the one that's currently going to be used, and you basically just click on it, and, you know your crosshairs appear, and uh, yeah, it, it's just nice and easy. It's just a quick way to get uh, signatures into uh, into a PDF in particular. Okay, is that the uh, the end of the tip? Yes, hit it. It's time for Gaz's tip. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, I love that thing. The end. The end. Uh, yeah. whoa, 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 not yet. Not yet. Uh, um, sorry, sorry. The end of Gaz's tips. Gaz's tips, tips yes. Yeah. Uh, do you have an app pick this week? Um, well, I'm cheating, actually. Oh. But, I do, but I do have two. But I'm cheating in so much as I've actually picked Preview from Apple. It, there's, it's so powerful. There's so many things that you can do in it. And basically, who knew? So... 
use preview if you want to annotate you know an image or a pdf or any document and it'll give you all sorts of annotation um uh extras that you can do you can crop just preview is a fantastic pdf uh, reader so that's that's my pick for the mac but i do actually also have one for your ipad as well so do you want me to mention that one now sure Okay, it's called, I don't think I've mentioned this one before, um, so I I apologise if I have, but it's the Guardian Eyewitness. Now, these are basically images which appear two or three times during the course of a week, and they're images from around the world, and they basically just tell you, they give you a short description of what the image is, what it's been taken of, and if you click on that wording, it'll flip round and give you a camera tip or, a, you know, a picture-taking tip, but the images are, are absolutely superb. And if you just want to, you know, get the app and look through the history of images that they've got, there's some fantastic images in there, and I use it on the iPad. I don't think it's available for the iPhone, but it's really an iPad app, to be honest with you. Yeah, with uh, with especially with you know pictures that have a like a high pixel density. Yes, you yes. want you want to see that with you know the, the on biggest, a bigger screen on a bigger yep. screen. It'll yep. certainly look a lot better. Um, now, do you have something? I do, and I have kind of picked this app. Well, actually, I have picked this app before. Uh, but there's a new version of it out, and I really, really like it. And it's free, which makes it even better. It's TweetDeck. It's from Twitter. And it is the app that I use to parouse Twitter, you know, with both my my regular account and the shared account that, that Gaz and I have. And before, it was kind of a pain in the neck because if you had many, many, many columns, you know, because what this app basically does is allow you to bring in not just Twitter, but Facebook and maybe some of your other relevant social media sites that you go to and have them all in one application. I I have both Facebook and Twitter in TweetDeck, and it makes it easy for me to see what's going on without having to actually go to the sites. And if you have multiple columns set up, what you had to do in the past was was click on like a different one of the columns to bring that new view in. And now they've just added these little right and left arrow buttons that let you slide from one side to the other. You can really, really quickly see what's new and and what's available. And I like it, and it's free. And that's TweetDeck, and that's from Twitter. Excellent. Excellent. Okay, so do we have a people's pick this week? Yes, we do have a people's pick this week. <laughs> and uh, thanks to 10X on Twitter. Uh, basically, the, the whole discussion we had last week about uh, Airprint. Airprint. Yep. Throw it out the window. You can use <laughs> well, not this. Completely, well, not yeah, completely. It's, it's still a fun. It's fun, fun. It's still fun to listen to. <laughs> Just because that's because we're fun to listen to. Apparently. Apparently. Except for one person on Facebook. But anyway, <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get in a to that. We'll get I know. To that. <laughs> uh, she is recommending uh, AirPrint Activator, which can enable any network printer to print from an iOS device running at least iOS 4.2 or later. And it's freeware with uh, donations, if you find it helpful, from netputting.com. And there'll be a link in the show notes to get to it. Okay, Mike, have you used this? Yes, I have. Now, yes, I have. Do, does your Mac have to be running? Yes. Okay, so so our, 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 our discussion last week isn't totally out the window because obviously the printers that we're talking about for AirPrint means that you can actually print without a Mac running. 
Yeah, uh, and basically, I think if if you have a printer that is AirPrint, you know, ready, then you don't need to have your Mac going. Yeah. But almost any other printer, I believe, even if it's a network printer, still needs to have kind of. Uh, well, I guess well, maybe not. Well, no, I mean, if 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 you don't have an AirPrint printer, you can use as long as you've got a Mac, which is obviously on the same network, then you can use this particular application and do pretty much what I do with Printopia, which costs, of course, um, right. which is to print from an iOS device. But this is a good catch. It's definitely a good catch. So yes. thanks very much, Tenix. Superb. Yep. Uh, thank you, Tenix. Now, go on. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, we, we've uh, finally uh, reached uh. the point where <laughs> we've come to our point where we're, we're coming close to a sign-off, and um, we often mention things like Facebook. And you like likes. And I, I think I mentioned last week about people talking to each other and actually increasing the likes so that I don't get shouted at each week by you because yeah. it's, you know, it's painful for me. Um, <laughs> so everybody out there that's listening, if they could talk to each other and do one, one at a time rather than three or four in one week. However, that seems to have gone wrong. Yeah, pretty much. We've gone from 130 likes to 129. So <laughs> I don't know if, you know, the only thing I could think of is whoever the person was that, that disliked us died. That, that's, that's the only rational explanation <laughs> that I can come up with. Uh, I think that's a bit, mm, uh, possibly moving on. Yes. Well, all I can say is they're dead to me. That's what all I have to say. <laughs> Actually, people, you know, I mean, we kid around a lot about about likes on Facebook. Um, but it's deadly serious to Guy. It is dead. No, no, not really. <laughs> if you guys really don't, you know, if you're not on Facebook or if, even if you are on Facebook and don't like to, to do the whole likes thing, you don't have to. And I won't be overly upset. If you don't like our Facebook page, but Gaz will hear it, of course, yeah, every, yeah, every yes, single week. Yes, yes, but I'll get the pain. So even if you don't, <laughs> please like us on. And if, you, if you've liked us in the past, don't you dare dislike us now. <laughs> oh, oh my, my, my. Okay, okay moving I, on. iTunes, iTunes. no We've new... No, no new iTunes, no no reviews this week. So, but that's fine. We don't have a problem. But if you would like to go and give us a review, that would be absolutely fabulous. And uh, we love you long time as usual. So, yep. thank you very much. But and thanks for down. But thanks really for downloading the podcast. That's yeah. really we just yeah. still it still blows our minds. So, thank and, you. And so don't forget much. that if you do do an iTunes review, you you will eventually eventually get a yes. woody. Yeah, send and, us your email, and you'll get a wooty. And I mean, just do it. Still for haven't heard from. Um, <laughs> uh, can't think of his name now. The guy from last week. Oh, well, I can't remember. If you can't remember, I know. Hold on, I'll bring it up. Show notes. I know. I did. Shame on me. Shame <laughs> on me. I'll have it up here in just a second, and I'll, okay, I will so, say his name. Okay, we'll, and we'll come back to that. So, uh, Bernard um, Walters from Canada. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, so Bernard, uh, send send guy an email. You'll get a wooty. You'll love it. Now, yep. guy. How is Bernard going to contact you? Uh, well, if Bernard or, or really anyone wanted to contact me, they could send me an email at guy at mymac.com. And they can also contact me via the Twitters at twitter.com forward slash MacParrot. <laughs> Guess? 
How about Ga- you? <laughs> well, they can do the same thing, pretty much the same. Uh, Gaz, G-A-Z, uh, at mymac.com or on the Twitters, twitter.com forward slash Gazmaz, G-A-Z, M-A-Z. Zed, Zed. <laughs> I was, too quick. I was too quick for you. <laughs> you were. You were quick. Uh, we have a joint account, as as we were talking about earlier, twitter.com forward slash Guy and Gaz. That's G-U-Y-A-N-D-G-A-Z. <laughs> Z. And you can contact Fearless Leader Fearless Leader Tim, who will forward on your your massive praise about the MyMac.com podcast, hopefully, <laughs> which is feedback at MyMac.com. If you want to contact send uh, contact us via uh, an audio connection, you can either email a little snippet in, or you can call our Skype number, which is seven zero three four three six nine five zero one. That's seven zero three four three six nine five zero one. Call it, call it now, please. I mean, we keep saying not to, but we, we really want you to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Zed, we really want Zed. you to call that number. <laughs> and um. Uh, I guess that's going to be it for this week. Thank you all so very, very much, except for that one person on Facebook that downloaded the MyMac.com podcast. We really, really do appreciate it, and thank you so very, very much. And other than Tim Verporten, (laughs) what is that last word, Gaz? Olympic end. Thanks for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. Please check out the Stoplight Network for other podcasts like the Tech Fan Podcast, Pocket Size Podcast, Not Another Mac Podcast, Geekiest Show Ever, the Mac Specialist Podcast, and the all-new App Minute Podcast. When you want a podcast with serious, accurate commentary and analysis. (laughs) As Gaz can attest to, I'm an idiot. Gaz, why do you put up with me? I don't know, actually. Probably because I'm about three or 4,000 miles away from you. Oh, yeah, well, that would explain it. That, that explains a lot about my wife, too. But I don't <laughs> want to go there right now. Or if you're in Norway, write it in, in Swedish, and it'll really just completely blow our minds. <laughs> yeah, that's, I think the, uh, the universe will implode if that happens. Anyway. <laughs> and you're, you're... Well, speaking of Donnie, Donnie, damn it, you've got that theme song. We don't have a theme song. Our show has been on the air since 2004. Excuse me. And we do not have a cool theme song like the Pocket Size Podcast. Why did you call him Donnie? His name's Scott. I just did it again, (laughs) didn't I? The G-Man. No one else comes close.